Hello, listener. Welcome to Marching In, a dedicated Southampton FC podcast hosted by me, Luke Innes, and Sam Apperton. Music comes from Lawrence Norton. If you want to stay up to date with the pod and find out about future guests and upcoming episodes, you can find us on Twitter at Marching In Pod. Welcome to you, listener, off the back of a yeah momentous night for Saints. We are back with a new marching in episode. Feels like an absolute age since we last did this. It's only been a couple of weeks. Uh, I am, as ever, joined by Sam, who's had his washing machine fixed this afternoon. All okay? Always about yeah, always a bonus. Stop leaking everywhere now. So I'm guessing this. I'm, I'm thinking this is our most. This are in inverted commas, winningest podcast, three, three wins in a row. I think we've done three wins before. We've definitely not done that. So yeah, last time we were on was with Coxie, two weeks ago, pre the Everton game. Uh, that has definitely not happened. Have we won three games in a row this this season? Well, I can think of. It's been a fair yeah. few draws. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been, it's been an absolute delight. Yeah. And I think we'll we'll start with last night's game, Sam, and we can, I guess, begin maybe with our grovelling apologies to Ralph Harson Hootel. I mean, the the reaction from the Saints Twitter admin, I think, is is a great one. The use of the GIF with Ralph sort of shaping up his glasses to look a bit closer at a screen uh, to go through the replies to that team sheet. Come on, what was the message you sent to me? Let's maybe start there, shall we? I think it was, and I quote, uh, edit this bit out if I'm taking a while. <laughs> <laughs> and I can bleep out maybe any um, oh, what, what, the, what the fuck is that team? <laughs> yeah. I think my response was pretty similar. I mean... And you said, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Bit, bit, <laughs> bit, 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 bit less... Uh, that's explicit with my reply, but yeah, you know. Was- yeah. I think the thing, the funny thing was some of Ralph's comments going into the game and then you always get a sense, like the graphic that got used on social on match day. I think like Valerie was in the picture, Stevens was in it, and you just had this inkling that was going to happen. Even though I think for many Saints fans, it felt like, I don't know, I, I tweeted it out from our handle that this felt like probably the biggest game of our season. Like we're well safe unlikely we can push for any of the European places which are pretty stingy now you know th- this seemed like a, a cup we should go and win so I, I, I it felt like it was going to happen but again I wasn't happy with the lineup um I don't know yeah I, I don't think you were either but yeah w- what are your thoughts no I mean I saw the lineup and I thought well especially when you I mean and you, when you compare it to what West Ham picked which is more or less a full strength side with I mean, I sort of expected Antonio to be rested just because mm. I don't know how many games they've got coming up and obviously they're pushing the top four in a big Europa League game. I think, I'm guessing next week against Sevilla. And when I saw their team, I saw our team, I thought we were in a bit of trouble. I thought we were just going to get out-muscled. I didn't like the look of Antonio against Stevens and Valerie. But no, fair play. I hold my hands up. And it almost, 
it showed even more in the second half what the clever clever selection ended up being because West Ham had run out of ideas. They they brought on, they'd already brought on Ben Rama and they they'd run out they run out of mm. options. They didn't have anyone to bring off the bench for Vlasic, who's been a bit of a flop for them. Didn't, didn't impact the game at all. And we're bringing on players like Brozier. We're bringing on Redmond, who's been excellent excellent at times this season. We're bringing on I know obviously Romeo late on. And yeah, and obviously Livermento as well with Walker Peters getting a knock. And um, yeah, it just really shows that Ralph made the right decision. I mean, you can't argue with it. I was really disappointed because, I mean, you and I both, we've never seen Saints win a major trophy in, in both of our lifetimes. And it's, it's an opportunity to do it this season. I mean, obviously, you've still got the big three still in the cup. City, Chelsea and Liverpool. But if we get a can get a decent draw this evening and maybe um I mean this could age really badly by the time the pod's out, but we can age we get a decent draw tonight and um and one of those two draw each other, you just never know. I mean last season we had a big opportunity. It's almost it's almost forgotten we actually got to semi-final last season, but it's just after such a damp squib against Leicester. But this season it's a big opportunity for us and yeah, um fair play to Ralph. It completely paid off. And yeah, I echo the apology. I think many Saints fans feel, feel the same. The thing is, and nine changes on the face of it, it just felt like almost unnecessary given how well that kind of core 11 were playing and had performed in the league. But, and this is something that I reflected on a little bit, even as we were going into the game and some of Ralph's comments around actually you look at the strength of our squad now and some of the players that have put us in you know the fifth round against West Ham last night there's, there's genuine kind of competition I, I kind of went through the 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 lineup Stevens was at the start of the season within that first 11 our two fullbacks were probably in my mind our best left and right back Diallo's been a pretty able deputy for either a male ward prowls when he stepped in and yeah I think you know small bone and uh, Gineppo, that those number 10 positions looked to be the weakest spot for me because Armstrong was our almost our big summer signing, right? <laughs> like we, we, we should be expecting maybe more from him. But actually, when you dig into it a bit more, it was probably the shock of nine changes versus what we were actually putting out. And you use last season as a comparison when we went out to Leicester in the semis, we're just a lot better than where we were last season. Like our squad is a lot better. Ralph, I think, is so much more in tune with his team. And the output from our whole squad is like, we sort of maybe need to get used to being a pretty decent Premier League side with an all right, you know, 20-man squad rather than, okay, if one player's missing from the 11, we're shit. Yeah, and like, you compare it to the Leicester game from last season, as you said, like the team is just, I mean, the three of our most important players in that team, probably, we're looking at the, we're already thinking, I'm on my way out, Bertrand, Vestergaard and England. They probably knew that they were probably not going to be at the club next season. So were they as in tune with Ralph as we are now? Probably not. And yeah, I mean, there were there were some negatives last night. We, we'll get on to those. But yeah, in terms of positives, I mean, I'm, I'm one of Jan Valerie's biggest critics. I don't think he's a fullback. I don't think he's good enough to be a Premier League fullback, but in terms of bringing him on as a fifth choice, well, now fourth choice with Leancho's supposed long-term injury, when, he, when he's come in this season at, at centre-back in certain games, obviously he, had, he was in the four against Spurs because of um, Salisi's red card, 
he played at Chelsea in the cup. He did well. Last night, he was excellent. Can't, can't fault him at all. Jack Stevens. we spoke about him before where he has two or three good games and gets back into his old habits. But we did, it's, it's often forgotten at the start of the season the go-to centre-back pairing was Stevens and Salisu. And if Stevens hadn't picked up that, that serious injury at, um, at the Etihad, then, um, yeah, he'd probably be he would have started the majority of the games this season uh, if, if his form had continued as it was. Yeah, just a word on Valerie, by the way, Sam. Like, I was watching the game. Like, what, like, uh, and this, this is where you say, look, it's actually a very clever selection from Ralph. Ralph is a very clever coach and has clearly seen something in Valerie. And his career, I don't think, will be a Premier League starting centre-back for Saints. I think his career will probably tra- take a different direction in, in time. But it seems like centre-back is the best position for him. I saw some tweets that said Virgil van Valerie <laughs> last night, which I, I uh, had a wry smile at. But he, he was excellent. He was really, really good. And I think something is, when you are a fullback, you've probably got to have a bit more about your game. And he looked lost at times at fullback just by hoofing the ball, but nipping in and getting in front of, you know, an Antonio in, in many cases last night, he was really good. And as you say, he's putting pretty decent performances there. So just a huge kudos to him. And like, it is that sort of eye roll when you see maybe players like that in the lineup, but you have to put more respect on the job Ralph is doing with young players and seeing things that we simply aren't. Yeah, I mean, if he can turn Valerie into, I mean, I don't see it as a as a regular Premier League centre back. If he can turn him into a centre back, even even a, champ, a regular Championship centre back, he's done a hell of a job. Because yeah, I would not have seen that at all. I thought I thought his days at this sort of level were numbered. But I mean, I know, obviously, Antonio did score last night, and I, was, I wasn't down to Valerie. That was down to a mistake from the goalkeeper. But other than that, I mean, he had a fairly quiet game. I mean. My only, my only negatives last night were probably I thought Diallo struggled at times last night in midfield. He gave the ball away needlessly quite a few times. And also Gineppa, I just think his days at Saints are numbered. I think he really looks completely shot of confidence. He looks almost, I mean, I heard someone say sometimes he doesn't even can't even tell which way he's shooting, like the way where he's going like that. I mean, <laughs> was it the last, first couple of minutes last night? Ball came out and Ariola did a bit of a hash of clearance and came to it. He had a shot. It might be the worst yeah. shot I've yeah. ever seen in my, yeah. my, my life. And um, it yeah, was fair play to Ralph looking him at half time because it, it needed to be done. Really, I think we, I think we're in agreement there on Gineppo. I almost feel a bit sorry for him. I know he's had issues with with injuries, but he he just isn't up to the level. I don't think that we need him to be. It's technically. He does some strange things and obviously I'm commenting as not a professional footballer, but he like jumps into first touches at times. There was a moment where Ward Prowse actually slips him in in the first half last night in just in between the lines, a really good chance for us to break. And he like jumps into the touch where he's like landing as his first touch connects with the ball and he basically gets tackled so easily because, you know, he's completely off balance and it just halts the move. And he does so many bizarre things. Like it, it feels like he can, he struggles to beat a man now, which when he first joined, he didn't. He has to play a simple pass. Otherwise, you know, um, something more adventurous won't work. And 
just just a big sort of bizarre um, footballer at, at times, and it's a really frustrating one because I think we we both thought he, he he was a talent, but he he can't I don't think compete with the number tens that we've had, and it's a it's a big downgrade, isn't it, on El Yanusi, Redmond, and Armstrong, who now feel like those three that will compete longer term for those positions. Yeah, I thought Smallbury did okay. I just, think, just don't think he affects games enough. I mean, I'm not really sure what his best attribute is yet. He's, he's a tidy player. I thought, he did, I thought he did fine last night. Obviously, he's had, had his injury issues. He's still playing his way back from that this season. I think maybe he needs a loan next season, which which will help him out massively. It's a loan where he can just play week in, week out, and we can see exactly how good he is, whether he can come back and push for starting players. Because it's, he, he can end up a bit more of a... Prowse was a few about five six years ago. We didn't really know his position because hmm. I don't I don't know what he is. I don't know if he's midfield, a centre midfielder. I don't know if he's if he's going to be one of these Ralph tens or um yeah he needs, he needs to probably get out alone and find out exactly what um his position is and find out and just just play regularly really. But um yeah the rest of the team I mean Walker Peters has just been he's not far he's weird because he's been out of the team for a fair bit of the season, but he's still one of my players of the season. He's been he's been outstanding. He's just he's improved so much to, to be as good at, at left back now as, as he is at right back is just just outstanding for me. Well, another negative is probably the goalkeeper. I thought he did struggle at times last night. I know. I mean, he's a forty-year-old goalkeeper. He's not going to improve. He's not going to improve, is he? He's, he's, he is what he is. <laughs> I'm not, I don't I don't like changing the goalkeeper in a big game like that because I think force is obviously come back into the side and really made the position his own and also got an understanding with, with the defence and we do well now we are in the quarterfinals I'd, I'd hope that Ralph maybe because how the fixtures will land at, at, at the time of the quarterfinal will hopefully stick with um, stick with Forster yeah no I uh, I agree with that on Caviero I think fine all teams do it but it didn't feel like it was a change that was necessary Force wasn't even actually on the bench I think Lewis was um, uh, yeah which was slightly bizarre he did make a very good save from a Dawson header which would have been frustrating uh, I think given the fact that yeah <laughs> Broger was causing Dawson all sorts of problems at the other end and we'll, we'll maybe get onto the penalty decision in, in a second but Maybe let's quickly touch on uh, what was a hell of a strike from Romain Perrode. Which is better, that or Armstrong's? It's a tough one. I mean, I think I just prefer Armstrong's just because of the... I mean, I've, it's probably because I've seen the angle of it so many times. You, know, you see that perfect angle of Armstrong's. But they're both outstanding. I mean, you know, I think I've heard something around press crimes last night that they've heard that the ball in the FA Cup is a lot lighter. So yeah. Like, it's, it's more conducive to long-range shots. So, obviously, Saints have taken that on board a couple of times this season. Scores some absolute belters in the cup. Almost having a, almost having a um, goal of the FA Cup goal of the FA Cup season to themselves. Really. <laughs> we have, we have scored some really decent goals, like in terms of long-range efforts this season. I was thinking back even to, you know, Romeo's on, on Friday night was decent enough. I think I saw it's up for goal of the month for, for Feb. Um, Ward Prowse's free kick, Walker Peters against um, City. Uh, Brozier yeah, at Palace. Brozier at Palace. Yeah, but Brozier at Palace, just like some um, like very, very decent hits that 
I don't know. It didn't. I think I've seen something about our our stats around scoring from outside the area. Of course, much of that is down to War Prowse's free kicks. But I think we're we're way out in front now in the whole of the league for how many goals we've scored from out of the box over the last three seasons. We've got players that have got a very decent ping on them. Yeah, and just seemed to help. Just seemed to set us a bit. I mean, we took about 10, 15 minutes to really get into the game. It looked a bit ominous to start with. I think Bowen had a couple of chances. The one where Stephen took it away from him at the last second, and then the other had it just over the bar. But then we started to sort of settle settle our game and um, impose ourselves on, on the match. And um, yeah, the, the the goal. I mean, it was out of nowhere. But then all of a sudden, we sort of played a bit more confidence, get into half time. The only obviously Adam Armstrong had that little. The chance where he got in and probably should have shot, which normally is needs no invitation to have shot, but try to play a little ball through to Smallbone, which ended up being ended up being taken away from him. Yeah, we but, were um, we weren't we weren't good the first kind of fifty minutes of either half, and I actually thought, God, like you know, Ralph's obviously picked this team. This doesn't look great, <laughs> and football is a game of fine margins and few goals and you know, probably without that penalty decision going, coming out of the kind of 10, 15 minute period at the start of the second half, um, I think we would probably struggle. But your point from earlier on is so sound and not really something I considered too much, but we just got stronger and stronger. As you say, Ralph even commented on it in pre-match about the five subs within the FA Cup. And it's clear that, that he had that in the back of his mind, right? Um, but someone who didn't get subbed and played the full 90 but really never looked like scoring you've just touched on him as Adam Armstrong he just looks shot of, of confidence at the minute I'm feeling for him a little bit I feel like you know it, it, again I think we've spoken about this before but it, it could go one of two ways with him he could you know actually find his feet at some point um, and clearly just take a little while to adjust to the level or this might not be his level I don't know which way you you see that Unfortunately, I'm edging towards the latter at the moment. But I mean, because the thing with Adam as well is when he came in, he was missing chances. Sorry, he was having chances that he was quite unlucky with it. I remember Sheffield United at post and Henderson and a couple of good saves from him and a few other games. We just was just a millimetre away from getting to it. For Armstrong, he just seems to be not, not offering too much and having shot blocks, shooting when he didn't, it doesn't need to shoot. It probably doesn't help the fact that there's a guy, the guy they brought in on loan at exactly the same time as him has completely torn it up. And yeah, it's um, it's, it's tough for him. I mean, I, I wouldn't get, I wouldn't be thinking of getting rid of him in the summer. I still think he's a good option to have. I thought he looked okay. I thought, other than the, the lack of goals last night, I thought he looked fine. I thought he actually linked up the play quite well. But yeah, he just doesn't look shot confident in front of goal. It's not not nice to see. Yeah, I actually think, and I thought about this probably coming out of the Spurs 1-1, where he effectively played almost like a left wing-back role for um, most of that game once we'd gone down to 10 men. He puts in a hell of a shift. And I think Ralph has commented on the fact that he knew a pressing style of football from his time at Blackburn. And there there are things that, again, Ralph, I think, will be more in tune with than we are. But I think his pressing is is very decent. And he, he clearly has you know, something about him in terms of the goals he scored at championship level, which not many players do, you know, score that amount of, of goals. But w- whether that translates, I I, I don't know. Um, you, you touched on him there, Sam. Armando Brodery gone, I think, three Premier League matches without scoring. But this was, yeah, kind of he looked so sharp. 
his run to win the penalty is great and it's a clear penalty in my mind like he's de- Dawson's definitely come through him similarities I guess with how we won the penalty at the London Stadium but his goal it's just like the, the ball is I've watched it a few times about the ball kind of spinning and moving but he's not actually he doesn't touch the ball too many times in the box before he then strikes past Ariola. but like geez this guy has just got the X factor like he he just there's just the aura about him and clearly like very very um confident young man but seems to just be gelling very nicely with the people around him the players talk very highly of him he has that connection with the fans it seems already like yeah it's just a joy and i know you can't get too excited long term but i think we should all continue to enjoy him for this season yeah, I think definitely. I think the, the term enjoying why he's still here is a, a very apt in this one. Um, yeah, I mean, with a penalty, it's definitely a penalty. I, I said at the time, I was surprised Mario didn't give it. And um, yeah, it was almost exactly the same as the one at the London Stadium. It was Craig Dawson yet again. And um, yeah, he just completely, just looks completely scared of him when he plays against him. And I mean, if it wasn't for Zuma last night, I think we could have had a couple more goals. I thought, I mean, obviously, the cat situation aside, he's still an outstanding, uh, outstanding centre back. I thought he was really, really good, actually. He, he was I've really seen, good, yeah. I've seen one of West Ham's games since that incident, and he was the best player in the park. He won man of the match, and obviously an awful, awful bastard who doesn't deserve praise outside of his football. But he's a very good centre back. Yeah, but then. Brozier goes and turns him inside out for, for, for our third goal. So that was quite nice to see. <laughs> there was a stat about how he hadn't been dribbled past and a Saints fan just cut that little bit of the video where he gets turned inside out before Brozier slots home, which is quite, yeah, a nice sort of story arc. Yeah, that dribble pass thing has always has annoyed me the last few years. Ever since yeah. that, the whole Van... When, it's only come, come about from Van Dyke, isn't it? Um, it is. And uh, these kind of stats compilations that, like, without any context, don't mean anything you know someone's game was this like you know two chances created it's, it some of that really riles me from the, the 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 twitter community but this dribbled pass thing like what what even is that and how do you even really equate that to like an actual thing that makes sense um yeah sorry sammy we'll go off on a tangent about that another time yeah project <laughs> enjoy him while he's here it was a, it was, a fun, it was an incredible goal we just um yeah settled the nerves now yeah, we're praying for a, a decent draw tonight, and then you just never know. You never know. It could, you just never know. It could be our year. It really could be. And I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about the other uh, other wins that we've had since we last podded. Now, but I do want to talk a little bit about Ralph and I don't know where he he ranks. I thought that this is a good thing to do, just in terms of where he ranks. Maybe Saints managers within our lifetime, because one his tenure is longer than many have done in that period. But, you know, even if we reach the semis of this competition, that would be consecutive semifinals of the FA Cup, consistently kept us in the league. And now we are genuinely looking at a top half finish, which would be, I think, an incredible, um, yeah, I think, uh, turnout for for what Ralph has kind of been faced with at times in his tenure. We're going to park that, though. We are indeed through to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, but pre last night's victory, we uh, yeah 
won both of our, our home matches, which on the face of it looked winnable fixtures. We'll, we'll talk about the two of them at the, at the same time, really, given really quite similar games, both 2-0 wins, both very comfortable. I think probably Norwich caused us more problems than Everton did. Um, there was a period in that second half where it felt like we haven't killed this off yet. Let's make sure we do that, which we did, thankfully. Um, and I guess unlikely scorers in both games from uh, Long and, and Romeo in, in getting the goals. Um, we'll, we'll start with Friday night. It was a very routine victory. I, I think it's a sort of game that we may have slipped up in, in in the past. And obviously Norwich have already beaten us once this season, but it never really looked that much in doubt. No, I mean, you look at those two games in isolation, you think we, we should probably win them both. I just never, I think it's just my life as a Saints fan where I don't expect us to win two home games in a row. I just thought we'd probably draw one of them, probably Everton. I thought we may draw. But like you said, that was probably the more, more routine of the two wins. I mean, it sort of made it a bit difficult for ourselves in the Norwich game, obviously. I mean, Adam's on the score sheet again, which I'm sure you'll... Uh, you, know, you won't mind talking about. It was actually a, a, quite a nice finish. And so I know it was a really scrappy goal. And the way he like, like sort of like shovels it over Angus Gunn and um, is it Max Aaron's who's back on the line? It's quite, it's quite a nice, good bit of improvisation. On the line. Yeah. What's the goal he scored at Chelsea? Is it Chelsea last season? Oh yeah, yeah, in the three-three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he like he smashes it high there. I mean, sort of different scenario, but. It, like, it, it, I thought it was pretty clever what he did because he completely misses the ball as it's coming to him the first time. And I think someone on Twitter said that it was the best step over of the season. Um, and then, yeah, as you say, shovels is probably a, not a bad verb for what he, he actually executes. Yeah, he's just, he just playing with so much confidence at the moment. It was quite nice for him to have a, a night off last night so he's ready to go for, on Saturday. I'm sure he'll get a nice reception from the Villa fans. <laughs> at the weekend, at the weekend, but um, God, I'd love that. I, I, yeah. I mean, we're going to preview those those games in full that are coming up, but that feels to me like a game that we we should be targeting. And Shay, he, I mean, he looks as threatening as Armando Broder, and for all of Broder's praise, Adams probably slipped under the radar a little bit, but he was really good against Everton in that game as well. Yeah, I think the slip under the radar almost suits him. I mean, he's obviously had a couple of years where he played with Danny Ings and Danny Ings was the main man. Obviously, I know he struggled at first Adams, but last season he was he was excellent as well. And um, he's almost got away from missing. He used to be quite good at missing the easy chance and scoring the world lead, but now he seems to have eradicated the missing, missing, missing the easy chance out of his game, which is a, which is a real plus. And yeah, then obviously we had chances that we just seem to hit everything straight at Angus Gunn, which I mean, judging from the 9 0 a couple of weeks, a couple of years ago, there was uh, it's not, not normally a bad idea to hit the ball straight at Angus Gunn. He <laughs> may, 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 may actually go in, but but yeah. But the was, most um, saves he's ever made at St Mary's. Can't be far off it. Then we obviously gave them a chance that that hat, that, was it Grant Hamley had that header and it was just wide and yeah, it just got a bit needlessly nervy. And, and then Romeo just comes up with, I mean, Two worldies and two scenes now at St Mary's. It's nice trying to get one in front of the fans with that with that one last week. The one against West Brom last season was it better? I'm not really sure, but yeah, I liked was, was I liked uh, Friday night's goal. It it was 
it wasn't as in the corner as it looked in the ground. <laughs> he smashed it hard, but it, it does it ends up relatively kind of in the middle of, of Gunn's goal. Uh, I, I mentioned to a player that you've you've touched on, but right back or left back, Carl Walker Peters is for one of the best fullbacks in the division. He the the I, I think the broader kind of footballing community is waking up to the respect that he he needs to get. He plays both sides so well. He's such a clever footballer. And he was so good against Norwich. And one of the chances, incidentally, that you say was put straight at him was from him. And I think actually attacking sort of returns, if you want to call them that, in terms of assists and goals is probably somewhere where he needs to improve because there aren't many weaknesses to his game. He definitely has improved. I mean, last season at times, he just wasn't, wouldn't even have a shot. Like he's always... But now when he does cut, he does like to have a, does like to have a go. I mean, he had a, I think one against Everton, which went just wide to pick his goal. But um, yeah, he's definitely improved that side of things. Also improved his skills on the left side as well in terms of not having always cutting on his right. He can go down the left and cross with his left foot now. Yeah, he's just, I mean, at that time, I remember Spurs fans having a, having a laugh. I was going, oh, look at us. We've won this deal. But I mean, it's just been, in terms of who's won that deal out of Hoybjerg and Walker Peters, we've absolutely smashed them there. Especially if they ended up paying £30 million to Emerson Royale, he's probably the worst fullback I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because we we think about the transfer windows we've had in the in the time that Ralph's been there. And hindsight is a wonderful thing, but we haven't really had that many bad dealings either in or out. Like all, all of the, I guess players that have gone haven't really you know properly succeeded elsewhere I'm trying to think of of one now as I'm talking this through um, since we've sold them with with Ralph in charge um but an incoming that I guess was unglamorous at the time he'd been on loan with us for a bit um yeah it was sort of look actually we're maybe like a Bertrand style signing that he would go under the the, the radar and Bertrand was a great servant to us, probably not that great in his last couple of seasons. But Walker Peters, like the output he gives us, so consistent. And I think the slight concern, and, and you touched on maybe some lesser fortunate aspects of last night, is I think Ralph said today that he picked up a slight knock with his hamstring. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's serious, but uh, for me, he has to start every game he's available for. Yeah, I agree. I mean, although it obviously shows how much we've improved our squad now, that if one of the fullbacks is injured, you, it shouldn't really affect us too much. You have Tino, Tino and, um, and Perot can both play at the weekend if all computers is unavailable. But yeah, of, of the three of them at the moment, he's probably, the, probably our most important. Yeah. We can wrap on those two games, Sam, unless there's anything you want to you touch on. Really, really good performances. And I think cemented us as being, I guess, slightly more consistent than those teams around us. And you've seen the likes of Brighton draw so many games. And I think for all the plaudits that Potter has got, like for us to be, you know, above them now in the table, pushing on and, and hopefully finishing above them is a really good sign. I know the likes of Leicester have got a fair few games in hand, but the consistency teams like that and Villa are showing now is just not there. So I am, I'm really hopeful off the back of those two results. We've now got a pretty good run, I think. So we play 
um, Villa, Newcastle, then Watford within the next 10 days. And we're going to preview those games in, in a sec. Anything you want to touch on before we wrap on the, the two wins? How bad at Everton, by the way. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they are. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't hate Everton or anything, but it'd be hilarious if they went down. It'd just be hilarious. They are just delusions of grandeur times 10 up there with Newcastle for it. And yeah, I mean, maybe this may get us more clicks and listens from Everton fans, but they're, they're just shit, aren't they? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that, just so unlikable. Like from the club now to the manager, I mean, you know, I think probably gets a little bit of a a hard time, maybe Frank Lampard, but he sort of brings it on himself, I think. And uh, yeah, I I actually think they were maybe a bit more improved against City than I expected because they were dire against us. They were so bad. And we were just controlling the game so comfortably at 1-0 without them threatening at all. And then I think he... I don't know what he does, but he, he, I think he brings on Ali against us and Calvert-Lewin is then even more isolated up top. I don't quite know where that move came from, but we we just, it was almost like the players couldn't really believe how easy that game felt. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was the Allen, the yellow card, he changed it, wasn't it? He got he got put, then he did another tackle or foul. Mm. He was more proud of that free kick. He could have been sent off or... I, mean, I don't think it was a sending off, but he could have, could have got a second yellow. So Lampard had to change it. And Andre Gomez was one of the one, was one of the worst performances I've seen in St. Mary's this season. He was abysmal, and we really swarmed in for that first goal. He just couldn't get the grips of the game at all. And it was it was great to see. It was, mate. I'm looking at the league table now. Everton one point above Burnley. I think if Burnley had got a result on Tuesday night versus Leicester, they would have moved out of the of the bottom three. It's going to be really interesting. I think the race for fourth and we're sort of in that, that mid table, no man's land really, but the race for fourth and the battle to avoid relegation is going to be the most interesting piece. And I guess we've got a bit of a title race now. Premier League's just class at the minute. It's good. It, like it's, it's good as a Saints fan, but I think more broadly, there's a lot of very interesting stories now with Bielsa moving on and, and Jesse Marsh coming in there. Like, who knows what happens to Leeds because they're in free fall. Brentford are really struggling. And it's strange, isn't it? Because I think we, we played Brentford at a time when they were struggling, but you maybe didn't think they'd get sucked into it, but they, they look really they're, bad. They're, they're above us when we, when yeah. we before we beat them. Yeah, it's mad. Like it's, it's just great to look down on those teams and think we're absolutely nowhere near that. It's going to be, a, I mean... Hopefully at the end of the season will be a bit more will be lively in terms of the cup, the cup, and maybe we can push on to finish as hard as we can. But just to not be involved in that relegation battle, and it's the start of March. I mean, if you told me that in late, probably October, November time, I would have said you were mad. But it's great to see. On that note, I want to talk about Ralph, and it's a it's a segment that I guess I'm I'm excited to do. It's been probably the best six weeks he's had in in charge of Saints. I was thinking about this, you know, coming into to chat. Project Restart was great, and we we I think out of the ten games we only lost one, but it was that sort of stale artificial <laughs> football with with no fans and I think we were relatively good you know on the pitch but 
the connection now that Ralph has to the broader club and people that were previously Ralph out now just effectively eating that sweet humble pie saying I don't think I quite acknowledge how good a, a coach he is he's now coming up to well it's it's gone four years in charge of the club like we have had a very interesting journey under him but he's getting close to probably being the I think in at least the best Premier League manager we've had in terms of someone who's actually brought into the club and shown how how much he cares about it and just so he's so engulfed in wanting to make us better you, you can't really say any other manager's been like that not, no one's been there long enough to almost really get it and obviously we've had great managers in my in, in our lifetimes in terms of I mean you go back to the likes of even I mean Alan Ball was before my time he was obviously loved at the club and then you go back to the Gordon Gordon Strachan again I mean you sort of forget how, how Strachan wasn't actually at Saints that long he joined in 01 and left in early <clears throat> early 04 he was only there for just over two years the same with Nigel Atkins only there for just over two years and obviously these managers were all loved by the club Pochettino Kuman, who weren't there, who were who weren't there very long, who made a great impact in the short times they were there. But in terms of actually having restraints on him, in terms of financial restraints, and in terms of actually having not not a high quality squad in terms of the names on paper, you can't argue with what he's done. He's really improved us, and now all of a sudden we're looking like a, an outfit that we haven't done for the past six or seven years in the Premier League. Yeah. Yep. Here, here to that, Sam. And I, I, I thought about this off the back of the comments he made on the squad. And I think he said that some of the reactions he felt were disrespectful. He said, look, I'm not on social media. I'm the manager. I've put my trust in the, the players. But that stuff actually really matters. I think his emotional intelligence, his man management, and I'm even talking about emotional intelligence, his comments on Ukraine were very poignant. He said, look, how can we think about football right now, which is a, a very fair point. But he said, actually, what football is, is that escape. It's a reason why we, we love it so much, reason why we do this podcast, right? There's like, there's, there's something bigger than, than Ralph, I think, that, that he, he is very in tune with. And I think there's something sort of um, pretty, pretty important about the the way that he communicates and his emotional intelligence to say, look, I'm putting my trust and faith in the broader squad, the people that I spend every day basically of my life with to, to deliver now. I think that, I think that's got better over, over the years. I think he's made some bizarre comments at times about players in, in, in the press, but I think he, he, he now just is that like really unifying force for the fans, the ownership and the playing squad which is, is rare. And yeah, I think just, you know, reflecting on what he's done this season and if he can get us maybe even to a, a cup final and a top half finish, I think he, he really has to be thought of as one of the best we've had. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's been a, like I said, it's been a roller coaster. Now he's suddenly got, all of a sudden got us on a sure foot in the ownership, which probably didn't help out. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sorry, the, the um the uncertainty of the ownership probably didn't help help him yeah. really 
because he never knew what was happening. He would have known the club was up for sale. All of a sudden, we've got these new guys in, and Ralph is he's been backed. They've said we want you just we want you to be our manager. We, we believe in the philosophy he brings to the club, and yeah, he just seems like a it's almost like a weight off his shoulders now, and he's and the, and it's, it's reflected in how how the team's playing. They're, they're really impressive. I mean, getting I'm getting people at work clubs you sort of come up to me saying oh you boys are doing so well at the moment you're exciting to watch I mean and we haven't been exciting to watch for the past since probably since Ronald Koeman left we've not been in one of those oh a neutral will be like oh yeah I'll watch Southampton, watch Southampton tonight they're, they're a really good side to watch and all of a sudden we are which is a testament to that, the work that Ralph's put in I think we we are very privileged to to have him as as our manager and for however long that lasts yeah, let's let's very much enjoy it. Similar sentiment to uh, to the Broger comments. He has been, um, I think, uh, nominated for the Premier League Manager of the Month for February, which I think uh, winners of that uh, award is normally a bit of a curse, isn't it? <laughs> so, fingers crossed that isn't the case this time. Now. Yeah, it's a fan vote as well, isn't it? So I expect him to miss to miss out. The, the Geordies will take over that vote. Yeah, very true. And actually, Eddie's not doing a bad job, is he? No, I don't just think. I think Ralph. I mean, I'm not sure if he's won once. He's been at Saints, so not off the top of my head. And it really be it'd be a great reflection of the work he's done in the last month, especially especially the fixtures we've had. But yeah, I'd be surprised if he does actually win the award. But I hope it would be a nice surprise. Let's pivot to our upcoming three games, starting at uh, yeah Villa on Saturday. They're a bit of a, a strange one. I appreciate they beat Brighton last week, but they'd had a stinking run under Gerard after the, the honeymoon period felt well and truly over for them. I am confident going into this game. They have got dangerous players, I think, um, you know, in those attacking midfield areas. Ramsey looks very impressive. Um, Watkins is a player that I... I think has got something about him. He seems to do more off the ball than on it, though, often. And Ings just hasn't found his feet. So I feel like if you think about where we are at in terms of our, our form and how confident we are, there's no reason why we can't pick pick up three points here. Yeah, I mean, their defence is there to be got at in terms of like Tyrone Mings. I think Edry Cons is probably the better of the two of centre-backs that they actually do start with. Mings is obviously their, their captain and he plays every week and He's got him. He has got a mistake in him. Matty Cash has made some interesting mistakes against us. He got away with that massive handball at St Mary's last season. And, uh, he also gave away one of the free kicks from a handball that we scored in at Villa Park last season. So hopefully we can get get at them. But yeah, obviously Coutinho's scored a few worldies against uh, against us in his time. And uh, you do wonder whether Ings might have something to say on Saturday. But yeah, I mean mm. we've got. We've got an incredible record in Villa Park. We've not actually lost there since um, since the season we got relegated from the Premier League. So we've not lost there since um, it was the opening day of the season in 2004. So we've, hopefully we can keep up with that record at the weekend. I mean, there's no reason why not. Agreed. And then the rearranged fixture from, when was it? Was it December or early January that we were set Yeah, I know Trippy is injured. So are they, are they all right to play this one? Yeah, maybe they might be looking to get this called off, actually. Yeah, I'm just... just... <laughs> I'm not too sure. Yeah, geez. There was some debate going on online as this happens about who's the better free kick taker over Trippier and JWP. I'm just uh, smashing my head against 
the keyboard. It's like saying he's, he's better looking out of like Janet Street Port with Margot Robbie, isn't it? It is, mate. And I've, you know, it's Janet Street Port every day of the week for me. <laughs> D- different taste. I thought you were going to say who's better looking out of me and you then, Sam. I was like, no, don't, don't put yourself there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Thursday night game, bit weird because I think, did this have the knock-on effect that it's moved our Watford game to Sunday? I think it yeah, did, it's strange. It? I'm not really sure why the game, is it because of the, the kind of games at the same night, Champions League games? That's I don't know, yeah, and it's not on TV either. It's a bit, no. bit of a weird one. There's a couple of other Premier League games going on at the same time. Um, Newcastle are in very good form I think it's four wins in five and yeah they beat Brentford on Saturday but albeit Brentford were were down to 10 men for most of the game they they do look a lot better <laughs> obviously since they've yeah, uh, yeah. strengthened um, but at home I think we've there's been that little bit of needle between Saints and, and Newcastle what feels like for a, a while obviously the 2-2 earlier on this season was quite an interesting matchup the game that we lost when we they were down to nine men at St James's last season, all of the stuff with regards to the postponement, it's one that I feel like we we want to win. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, it's it's going to be a tough game. They, they've definitely improved since. Um, well, they had to. They just had to improve. I mean, they, <laughs> yeah, they've been, they've been really poor all season. They kind of look out of trouble now. Like looking at the table again, like they it feels like we're not really talking about them in the conversation of relegation. No, and you'd expect that out of the money they've spent. I mean, they've not really a couple of the couple of the new signs haven't really hit the ground running yet. I know that mm. Bruno Gimarez hasn't really started yet. Mm. Dan Burns, I think, is a really good signing from Brighton. He was he was excellent there for them. Target, we know what he's like. Um, and Sir Maximan is just he's just a really, he's just a brilliant player, isn't he? I mean, Sir Maximan, he's um, almost exactly the sort of player I expect this week. We used to struggle against quite a lot. Hopefully, we can keep him quiet next Thursday. But yeah, he's an excellent player. It'll be a tough game, but we're at home. Our home record against, well, our home record this season has been excellent. Hopefully, it carries on against them. Yeah, maybe we'll finish on that home record, actually, Sammy, because what a record it is. I think I, I appreciate we've put together a string of good results at home very recently and perhaps it's that slight recency bias, but we've only lost one game all, all season at home. And that was a game that you know, was a bit of a bizarre one in and of itself. I appreciate there's a fair few draws within that run, but fair play. We are genuinely so hard to beat at, at St Mary's. It can't be all down to that brass band playing before, before <laughs> kickoff, can it? No, no, it can't be. I mean, yeah, it's been excellent. I mean, does the help. Home, form, does help. home form since Cumin left has been, I've been not sure of this disgrace, really. It feels like we've hardly seen us win. I mean, and all of a sudden we've um, we turned it around and turned it into a bit of a fortress. As you said, there's been a lot of draws in there, but I mean, you're drawing with City, you're drawing with Spurs, and you've got 10 men for the best part of, um, best part of an hour. And Drew United, and then still, and then we've got some tough, tough home games left Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool still to come to St Mary's, but just bring him on the way we're playing at the moment. Yeah, agreed. I, um, I think it will be at least a point on Saturday against Villa, very famous last words, but that's my, my confidence going into it. And then we should be targeting six points from, from Newcastle, Watford. And actually, I say 
European competition is is probably out of the question, but seven points from those three upcoming games, quite an interesting place to be, I think. <laughs> it's uh, it's highly unlikely we'll, we'll kick on any further than than where we are. But that's the thing, like you say, we, we are in a, a sort of vein of form that means we go into most matches thinking we can pick up points. And for much of Ralph's tenure, unfortunately, that hasn't necessarily been the case. And sort of post Kuman, as you say, like we were we were so indifferent under the likes of Puel, um, Pellegrino, Hughes, you know, name it. Like we we're a genuine force now, and kudos to Ralph and the team on that. I think we'll uh, yeah, I think we're going to have another good ten days ahead of us podding next time round. Yeah, fingers crossed. They're both very winnable games. And I mean, in terms of getting up the league, you just never know. We can we can get a couple of wins on the next three. You could be right right up Wolves' tail, and you just never know. Yeah, yeah, no. Ralph's doing a great job. We are in a great place and it's been good to talk. Uh, yeah, two Premier League wins and a fifth round victory. Thoughts on who we're going to get? I mean, look, it's a ball out of a hat, Sammy. What were your predictions for the for the draw tonight? Yeah, I said to you before we came on, you don't want Chelsea because Ambrosia can't play. Anyone at home? I mean, the way you're playing at home at the moment, you just, you'd, you'd take anyone. You'd obviously want, you'd want to avoid City, Liverpool, Chelsea, but and then hope one of those two, well, two of those play each other. Yeah. Then you just never know. Given how shit Everton are, mate, I'll take Boreham Wood at home. <laughs> that would be lovely. <laughs> they haven't conceded a goal in the competition. I'm sure that'll end tonight. But yeah, we've got the fixture and, and the draw. Um, well, the, it's not the final fixture, actually, is it? Because Forest, I think Forest Huddersfield. Huddersfield on Monday night. Yeah. yeah, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Okay, fine. So, yeah, there's a few more teams to, that we could get that um, we don't know if they're through um, or not yet. But, yeah, Samuel, uh, been great to chat. Listeners, thank you very much for staying the course. We will be back post-Watford game. So hopefully we'll be able to record a little bit earlier on in the week. But we wanted to give, uh, yeah, I guess the West Ham game some, some airtime, which we definitely did in the first part. But thanks very much for listening. Speak to you very soon. Mm-hmm.